Welcome to the Haley Hennessy podcast, hosted by me, Haley Hennessy. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into topics that will empower you to discover new ways to make life juicier, more vibrant, and inspiring. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the show. I'm happy that you're here with me today, and I hope you're ready for a new episode. This topic just kind of hit me earlier today. So sometimes I really plan out what I'm going to do and other times I just let it flow through me. And this is a flow through me kind of podcast episode today. So I really want to discuss feeling our feelings. And this stems back to a couple of my episodes that I've already recorded that you are welcome to go back and listen to. So the passion that maybe you noticed or felt in the episode titled, Is It Possible to Turn Distraction into Presence Without Giving Up Social Media? Definitely in my episode titled, The Pros of My Coffee Addiction. These root back to the topic of today, which is feeling your feelings. But I get so passionate about this specifically because so many people in the world, the majority of the people in the world today are not feeling their feelings. We all have childhoods. If you're alive and an adult right now, you've had a childhood. And often for most of us, all of our needs weren't fully met in childhood. And no pointing fingers here. People were doing their best with what they knew, but that leaves us with gaps to fill, holes to sew up, wounds to heal, and feelings to feel. And often we carry a feeling that we don't even realize we're carrying throughout our adulthood from childhood. And there's a high likelihood that that feeling that you're carrying with you is an uncomfortable big feeling. When we do this for a long period of time, one, we get used to it being there and we don't know the, the opposite or the feeling of not having it. But the other thing that is quite common is to want to fix the feeling with outside sources. That comes in the form of alcohol, drugs, plant medicine, coffee, and even other addictions. Maybe things like shopping, gaming, television and movies, sex, and casual dating. There might be other things that are coming up in your mind that maybe you've noticed in other people or in yourself that are more specific to that person and their hobbies and the way that they spend time. But what it all comes down to, no matter how positive one of these things can seem or how negative is that we can easily use these distractions as a way of numbing ourselves from these feelings. And we do this because these feelings seem like they'll never go away. They seem so painful if we were to fully confront them. And it's your brain's instinct to protect yourself. But I'm going to get right to it. I'm going to cut to the chase the secret, the life hack in all of this is that if we can push those distractions to the side and give ourselves permission to fully feel those feelings full on and full intensity and full capacity and really let it process through our bodies, that is how we release those feelings. And often only one full feeling session is required to let it go all the way. Sometimes if a feeling has stronger roots 
or the memory that it's tied back to is more painful or uncomfortable. It might take several layers of feeling the feelings and the feelings might be different. It might start out as anger and then roll into shame and then roll into fear or a sense of being unlovable. And these are really big feelings. I don't want to make you think that this is just an easy process, but I do want you to know how simple it can be when it comes to the skeleton of it all. Because today it's so easy to believe or get washed away with the programming and think that, oh, I need medication. I need lifelong therapy. I need to sit in a ayahuasca ceremony. I need to set massive boundaries that shut people out of my life completely in order to heal and save and protect myself from this thing in the past that has a hold on me. And all of those things can be amazing and beneficial and so wonderful to bring into your life when you are feeling like you need outside resources in order to support how you feel and your healing. But what I'm trying to make clear is that healing is accessible to you in any and every moment. Any and every moment, it's there. There's no money that needs to be paid There's no ceremony that you have to show up to, no one that you have to fully open up to in order to start the healing process, in order to tap into your power and your capacity and your strength. So I decided that I want to share some of my experiences to help make things seem more tangible and more understandable and then just simply where I'm coming from so it's clearer. But it started for me when I found out that we hold emotions in our bodies. We hold emotions in our muscles and our cells. And this happens because we, in the moment as children or whenever a trauma happened, we did not have the capacity or the safety to fully express that emotion that was needing to be expressed. And so our bodies protected us in this way. Our bodies didn't fully overload us and instead bottled that emotion and packed it in somewhere inside of us, inside of you. That is a safety mechanism because children are so vulnerable. Children must have protectors and must have people standing up for them or else they're completely defenseless to fully protect themselves. And so many children do not have those protectors in their lives and so their bodies do the best that they can. And when I first learned this, when I first learned that we store emotions, trapped emotions in our bodies, I I don't know if I fully believed it, but I am always open. I'm always curious. And it wasn't until I started taking some yoga classes where the teacher said, oh, we store a lot of emotion in our hips, especially as women. And you might feel some emotion come up for you as you are stretching this area of your body. And sure enough, I did. I could feel it. And and as I tapped into that, I could feel other emotions coming up. So when I would do um, a forward, what are they called? Forward stretch. I don't know. Grabbing, sitting on the floor with your legs straight in front of you, grabbing your feet and bending forward, almost like a, a hamstring stretch. I felt so much anger come up. I felt that. And in my hips, I felt so much. Um, I, I just wanted to cry. I didn't feel 
full sadness, but I felt that feeling overwhelmed that I just wanted to cry and let tears fall. Something that might be even more relatable is when we are about to cry or we're in a moment where we feel like we have tears welling up in our eyes and we just want to start crying, but we're holding it back for whatever reason. And for some of us, for me, I feel this really tight feeling in my throat and that's holding back. That's holding back your truth. They're not allowing your truth to be spoken or to be expressed. And so we can feel that tightness in the throat. So from here... I continued to want to support myself, heal myself, do what I could on my own. I have really enjoyed doing inner child work, which can be really intense. But if you're ready for it, it's really, really amazing and liberating. And that has a lot to do with tapping into those feelings that you felt when you were a child and the memories that you store and being the parent that you needed in those moments or during that time frame in life. And when I started to do this work, I was feeling and realizing that I was noticing emotions coming up. I was feeling that, but it was almost like they were diluted. They It wasn't the full emotion. And I wanted to get the full emotion up because to feel that feeling in its top capacity and its top intensity, that is what is required in order to release it and for it to no longer hold that weight within your body. And through who knows what resource, I found that when that was happening for me, we need to stimulate our bodies in ways in order to kind of bridge the gap between our emotions and our physical bottled emotion. So there's a bridge that needs to be made there. And so some things that I've done, maybe just like light padding or tapping or smacking, (laughs) I mean like uh, hands down by your side and start just smacking your thighs. You don't want to hurt yourself. You don't want to inflict pain in yourself, but just waking up your cells, getting that blood flow flowing in those areas and moving up, maybe going to your sides or maybe your chest or your arms. And then even just shaking, somatic shaking, I believe is what it's called, where you're standing, you're not stick straight, your your legs are kind of soft, your arms are soft, your head is soft-ish, but not hanging, is still supported. And you start to just shake, almost like a little vibration is going through your legs, your abdomen, your arms, your head, your neck. And you can start shaking and you can get more intense and more intense if it feels good to, to do that. And both of those things were so helpful for me to get the tears flowing or get the rage brought back up or to really activate that bridge that I was just speaking of. So for me, learning about all of this was really eye-opening and it felt really, really good to be able to tap into emotions of the past and to start bringing them to the surface and transmuting them out of me, out into Mother Earth because Earth is alive. Maybe she doesn't have organs or brain but she has a frequency. She has a heartbeat or a beat frequency, a magnetic beating frequency. (laughs) And she's so, so big. She can absorb that negative energy that I, I say negative. I say it's not negative. It's just intense. It's just big. But as that exits you, 
imagine it going and being transmuted and sucked into the earth and processed because she has that capacity. We are little, we are so small and we've got a lot of emotion that we're not meant to be carrying our whole lives. And so passing it to someone who can handle it, to God, to the universe, to Mother Earth, to everybody out there (laughs) and just allowing it to exit your body. But don't let yourself be worried that, okay, now it's out and it's going to infect someone else. That's not how it's going to be. And so after that, after figuring all of that out, I thought, okay, I can get rid of old emotions, but how can I prevent new future emotions from being stuck? How can I prevent them from getting bottled up and just replacing that new open yummy space in my body and filling it with more anger or sadness or fear or frustration? And that's when I started coming up with my own ideas, or at least using the ones that we've all heard of, (laughs) but never considered to be legitimate. So things like writing an angry letter and burning it, never sending it, but writing it to who or whatever you're feeling anger towards or sadness towards, pick your emotion, whatever you're feeling, writing it out is super helpful for some people. But maybe not for everybody. Not everyone loves to write, but it is a very powerful practice. Something else that I really enjoy doing is taking rocks, going outside, going into nature, finding a field or a body of water and collecting some stones and imagining your big feeling going down through your arms and into your hands and into those rocks and then throwing them one at a time into the water, into the field, into off of a cliff, whatever, whatever you have available to you, just throwing it with all of your might because that is that physicality in action that is releasing the emotion from your body. We have to give our emotions action in order to be released. And this is doing just that. I'm sharing this, you know, I'm, I'm not ashamed. I believe in it so much because it's helped me so much. But we've all heard of punching a pillow, punching your bed, screaming into a pillow. I totally believe in that. Sometimes I'll just go ham on my mattress and just beat it like almost like uh, back and forth and just punch it over and over and over again with the outside of my fist. And it's amazing because it uses so much energy. It's very fiery. And maybe the first few times, if you ever try this, you feel, I I felt stupid. I felt like this is like, I'm throwing a little tantrum. But then once you get past that feeling, once you're like, okay, who cares? I'm not judging myself. I'm alone in this room. No one's gonna judge me. So just go for it. Tap into that feeling and allow it to be in your chest or wherever it is you're feeling it and to just express physically until you start to feel it exit, start to feel that soft softening and um, quieting. Often, if you feel like you've got a closed throat chakra, yelling and screaming with control in maybe your car or a room by yourself or a place where you're away from others. If you have that discomfort come up with others potentially hearing you, find a place to go out in the woods, out in nature, and using your voice to 
yell, to scream, to voice and activate the words that are on your heart that you need to express. If this feels really extreme right off the bat, it can be helpful to sing or to growl or to moan and just get the vocal cords awake and active because if this is the first time that you're doing this, it might feel you, you have to reawaken these, these parts of your body, these parts of your vocal cords. But then as you get used to utilizing this toolkit and utilizing these healthy and safe ways of expressing, again, you're by yourself. You're not hurting anybody. You're not yelling at anybody. You're just connecting with the feeling and letting it out in your own presence. Then it'll get easier and easier to have a situation where you experience a new sense of anger or frustration or you're triggered by something and then to say, okay, right now I feel this anger in my throat. I need to, I need to yell. Or maybe you feel this rage in your chest. You need to you need to punch and beat and kick and slap. You need to find your bed or find that pillow or find that soft cushion in order to take the blows that you're needing to get out. Or maybe you're feeling sadness, but it's not coming out. So something beyond just like the padding and the light slapping is to sit with your legs crossed, close your eyes, and then start to circle Circle in your pelvic bowl, doing kind of waist or hip circles, and making sure to do an even amount going each direction clockwise and counterclockwise. That is a great way if you're wanting to feel sadness, if you're wanting to feel those softer feelings, to just allow that sacral chakra. This is, I'm, I'm tapping into chakras. We haven't talked much about chakras, but to open up the the sacral with that bending and that moving and of course the hip and the other chakras in the area will also be activating again with like the padding or the self-massage maybe rubbing your thighs or your shoulders or your arms that's again getting that energy flowing and getting those cells activated And once those feelings come up, if it feels good to keep moving and maybe to express bigger and larger, that's one way you can go. If it feels better to just fully collapse into it and grab a pillow and cry or just feel the feeling, that's another way to go with it. But when you're there, welcome that feeling and just sit in it for a moment. Because in that moment, that's the most intense that it's ever going to be because you're welcoming it. You're not pushing it away. You're not numbing it with anything. You're inviting it to the space and you're allowing it to finally release. We are not our feelings. We are not our thoughts. So even though maybe you've been carrying this feeling of anger with you for so long, you are not anger. Once that anger gets transmuted and that energy flows out of you, it's not there anymore. So how could you be anger? How could you be fear? How could you be sadness? These are just things that we experience and then have to allow through us as adults when we know we are safe, we know we can protect ourselves. The goal, I believe, in my opinion, is to allow them as soon as possible and eventually to just process it in the moment when it happens or within the same day that that emotion arises because we don't need to be 
bogged down by all of this. We need to let it go so we can step into our authenticity and be in a place where we can connect with others and we can engage the parts of ourselves that are so human and so magical, like creativity and story sharing, being there for one another, listening, hearing other people and their experiences and allowing to just be there, be that open space for them and not taking what they're saying to you and turning it into how you have understood a similar feeling in the past. Because all of us are different. We all feel something different when we're experiencing these generalized sense of emotions. We are meant to be in community and we don't really live in community anymore. We live in communities, but we don't spend time connecting, eating meals together on a daily basis, helping each other with our children on a daily basis, sharing food and harvest and getting creative and creating art together. That's just not something that we do anymore. That is my goal. I would love to live like that. And that's why I'm putting out this podcast, because if we're all scared and holding on to this baggage and we don't feel comfortable enough to express this more vulnerable side of us, then we're never going to be able to deeply connect with one another because our humanness, these emotions are what connect us. If we are able to process with one another and to ask for advice or for someone to hold space for us, That is so, so powerful, but it's just as powerful to be that person that holds the space and allows someone's emotions to be shared and to witness them. Because let me tell you, as a coach and as a women's circle facilitator, I don't just have my own emotions to hold space for, but I have many other people's emotions and experiences to hold space for, that can be really heavy and serious. And if I'm not doing the work on myself, then I'm not going to be that open vessel, that bowl to receive others, to receive what they need to share and express and to allow to be witnessed. And so all of this is why I'm so passionate about this. It matters so much. It doesn't matter that we have the newest and best clothes or that our houses are so perfectly decorated and curated. What matters is people. What matters is our self-expression, our authenticity, our connection to the planet, our connection to the people that we deem as our families and our connection to God, the source. That is true expansion. That is true growth. And though feeling your feelings can seem so scary and so daunting, it is truly a portal. It's a magical portal that we all have access to and that I want to encourage you to consider tapping into. Most of us have layers. We're like onions and you don't want to go to that deepest layer first. You want to start with the outer layer, things that are more closer to the surface if you're interested in trying to wake up some of these feelings and to transmute them. And remember to always be gentle with yourself. It's so easy to let those thoughts come up that tell us we're not good enough, we're not safe enough, we're not worthy enough. We need to stay in our fear because we deserve it for whatever reason. And once again, Those thoughts are not you. 
tap into that father figure, that mother figure that is inside of you that your inner child always dreamed of, always wanted, always desired and envision you embodying that version of yourself and with your eyes closed, see that version of yourself coming up to the seven-year-old version of yourself and just holding them if they need held, holding their hand and speaking to them or listening to them in whatever they're needing the most in that moment and letting them know that they're safe now. They can relax into that protection that you're offering. And this can be really powerful. This can bring up a lot of emotion in itself. And a great way to really tap into those feelings is to find an old photo of yourself and just meditate on it. Just put it in front of you and really study it. See if you can remember the day that that photo was taken. Do you remember dressing yourself or maybe someone else dressed you? Who were you with? How did they influence you in that day? And just imagine what you were going through in that time of your life and what you really needed in that moment. Something that I heard that was very powerful for me, I think it might have originated from the mouth of Brene Brown, but imagine a child riding in the back of a car on a road trip and you had your beloved blankie with you, but you're in the middle of nowhere, you're driving pretty fast because you're on the highway or whoever's driving, and all of a sudden, since the windows are down, the blanket gets sucked out the window and blows away in the wind. In that moment, that is the worst thing that could happen <laughs> in the heart of this child. Their security blanket just got sucked out the window. The The child starts crying. The parents or the caregivers say, uh, it's going to be okay. It's just a blanket. We need to keep going. We've got a schedule to make. But the reality is that is a trauma that that kid experienced. And even now as an adult, if you can reflect on that and you think, oh, that's not a big deal. Who cares? No, it was a big deal. And it is a big deal. There was a need that you needed met that wasn't met. And so don't be ashamed or embarrassed if your needs seem small, because even the smallest needs are big to the person that they weren't met for. So bringing it back, bringing it back down to the ground, I still love to tap into these inner child moments. Uh, the first few that I did were really, really big and brought a lot of tears and brought a lot of peace once they were processed. You know, there's so much that goes on and I still love to work on that every now and then. I also love to use my journal and write and express in that way. Uh, I love to do a mad dash down the block if I'm really feeling angry and I just want to let it go even though the topic at hand has been fixed or discussed. I'll just do a sprint down the block and ooh, it feels really good to just let energy out that way. I love, again, screaming in my car, yelling at the top of my lungs. And then happiness. If we have these big happy feelings, don't muffle those feelings. Let them out. Sing, dance, give hugs, give yourself a pat on the back because that end of the spectrum is just as important and needs to be expressed as well. So this is a big topic and we just scratched the surface. So give yourself a pat on the back for making it all the way through this podcast and for considering the potential of utilizing some of these tools, these emotional toolkit tools. You are so worthy. You deserve peace and ease and gentleness. 
And there is no time frame. There's no rush. Maybe right now for you, it's just imagining yourself trying some of these tools. Or maybe it's just considering where this all sits for you. Maybe you've got a free couple of hours on Saturday and you're ready to try some of these bigger emotional release options. Wherever you fall on the spectrum is aligned. This is all divine timing. And I just want to notice and recognize you for all of this today. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If it resonated with you or made you think of someone, it would mean so much to me if you could share this episode with that person because I would love to get this message and this podcast in as many people's ears as possible. And if you haven't already, make sure to sign up for my email newsletter to receive your free self-care menu that you can print out and post up on your refrigerator and help you add a little bit more love and gentleness and ease into your daily routine. So with that, don't forget to treat yourself with kindness and respect. I'll see you in the next episode.